time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Yeah, we got renewed. <laughs> DFS Down Under's back for a second week. Second week. Hopefully uh, t- 17 installments is, <laughs> or, re- you know, renewed. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, oh, it, it goes into the playoffs, so why not? Why not be around not for a little 20? bit longer? Uh, yeah. So, week one, hit on some, didn't hit on some. Yeah, done and dusted in the books. Did you cash this week? <sighs> Ka-ching? No. So, I, I stuffed up um, a rookie error, and I want to admit that um, straight off the bat, because it's a learning curve. I, I submitted a few lineups with... Because the Carolina Panthers have two kickers right now. And I thought the rookie was the guy that they were going to go with because Gano was being shopped around. So I had a lot of lineups with that Harrison Butker, or whatever his name was. Great name. Um, and in one of my lineups with him, I still managed to cash with, despite getting a zero from him. Um, so that was quite phenomenal. It just shows as well how unimportant kickers are. Yeah, and that's why Draft Stars rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so... No kickers on that front. So, some of the players you hit on last week, Josh, from what I can see, uh, Mariota did quite well. Eminem, yeah. Uh, Carson Palmer really let me down from a quarterbacking standpoint. Uh, you know, Big Ben and Matt Ryan, you know, they're okay. Uh, not quite worth their price You're just run-of-the-mill quarterback performances. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously, someone we highly recommended on Moneyball. Definitely. Um, you, you weren't winning any matchups or GPPs unless mm, you had Kareem Hunt. That's correct. In your lineup, but uh, the rookies that you mentioned as well, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, all scored quite well. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you, in particular, uh, if if you paired Dalvin and had the Gajones to reach out and pair him with Sam Bradford, I think you would have been in good stead. Yep. Or even that Sam Bradford, Stefan Diggs, or Sam Bradford, uh, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen stack. Uh, that's that was that Speaking was definitely Stefan Diggs. Yep. He, uh, yep. He was one of he was one him. I mentioned as well. Uh, Julio Jones was our uh, was our lock, our, D- our uh, fantasy insider DFS lock of the week. Uh, not quite, not quite the return on the investment. We're apologising. Yeah, not quite the he ROI that we wanted. But Austin Hooper was another I mentioned, and the Rams defense as well. So. Up and down week, um, some you know, based off our charts here, a lot of green lights that we put in afterwards, uh, you know, as a success. A couple of yellows that were okay, and then a few red flags. Obviously, Carson Palmer, Matavis Bryant, uh, Greg Olson, and Rob Kronkowski. But let's look ahead to week two and just an overall feel. We talked about stacking Sam Bradford and Stefan Diggs. Obviously, that matchup, uh, you know, as it's funny as times change, the more things stay the same. Every year, it's like. New Orleans added more pieces on defense. They'll be better this year. But it seems like it's the same old New Orleans from the outset. Uh, you let Sam Bradford destroy you and, and, and have an amazing game. Now they play the New England Patriots. Uh, the total in that is 54 points. And the Pats defense currently 32nd in uh, DVOA defense after letting Alex Smith torch them. So this is going to be a, a, a match that has plenty of points and plenty of DFS players in it this week, I think. Yeah, the NFL is just such a... Every time you think you know what's going to happen, curveball, curveball, yeah. curveball. I know that's baseball terminology, but yep. there you go. That's how confusing the NFL is. It is. It's very, it, it, yeah. Like Alex Smith winning in Foxborough in week one and Sam Bradford looking like Tom Brady is two of the, the more interesting surprises out of week one. And if you want more of our just normal a- analysts, 
analysis? Wow. Did I stutter? Brilliant. We're off to a great start today. Uh, yeah, we uh, listen to our normal pod. Uh, we talk about uh, all of week one action, preview week two. But looking ahead now to DFS, who's your quarterback play this week uh, across the board? All right, we just uh, mentioned that Sam Bradford is like Tom Brady, but this week I do like Tom. Tom had a bad week. Mm. He just he had a bad week. The team yeah. as a whole did, yeah. and this has happened previously, and the last three times they lost week one, they won the Super Bowl. Exactly. So they're not a team to write off, and, I mean, we... we why and I had written them off at halftime in the Super Bowl? We... Actually, to be honest, oh, I said no, it wasn't no, no. over. Remember? No, no, I said yeah. it wasn't over. Because you were trying to build interest. I, I was think. trying to anti-jinx it too. Because I was on the. I was trying to anti-jinx it. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tom Brady against New Orleans. And we just saw what Sam Bradford did against New Orleans. Now, Sam Bradford, highly competent quarterback. So, it's not... Uh, not quite Tom Brady status. Yeah, but, um, but think about what Tom Brady could possibly do in a in a game where... He has to come back out and show... In you a know, dome. In a dome where he has always been good. Not saying this specific dome, but domes in general. Yep. Brady uh, seems to thrive. And so this is a game where Brady's going to come out and say, hey, look, I, yeah, I'm 40, but I still got it. That was a bad week. Yep. What a game to play back into form, though, against yeah, his defense. against the defense that yep. really doesn't seem to have players on the field. Mm. <laughs> there's just there's just nothing there. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going away from that game, if but I am. I agree. Uh, Brady's a definite one, play. One thing to me. mention, you're paying a premium for him, and that's for, there's good reason why. Yep. And if he explodes and you're pairing him with someone else on that uh, offense who obviously is going to be a... Uh, is going to reap the rewards of Brady playing that well... And I don't think, You're in good stead. And I don't think ownership percentage will be that high on him because people are a little bit scared after last week. I think the common player will be a little bit hesitant. So mm-hmm. I think you could get a little bit of a dip in ownership percentage. I'm going away from that. I like... I know this. I know he let me down last week. Carson Palmer. It was bad. He looked old. But the Indianapolis defense looked far worse. And they're a team that's in trouble at the moment. And Carson Palmer's still such a good price on Moneyball and Draft Stars terms of that next tier down so 7400 on moneyball not quite as keen on him on moneyball but draft stars 12500 it's a pretty good price based off the matchup the other quarterback i like more in moneyball uh is philip rivers um i don't rate this miami secondary at all uh they're they're in big trouble i know they've had an extra week now and they're fresher to prepare and, and the charges are coming off a short week but I just don't rate this secondary at all. And we saw Rivers throw on Denver's no-fly zone and still put up an okay score. I know he threw a pick, but you know, facing Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib and Bradley Roby is a little bit different than playing Byron Maxwell and Xavier Howard and, and players like that. So I like those mm-hmm. two quarterbacks this week. Cool. Yep. All right, running back. Yep. Do you want to lead with the same way we led last week? Kareem Hunt. Tougher matchup. Price is huge on draft stars, but he's a must in Moneyball. 6,300. You're going to get high usage rate from him in both the passing and the ground game. We saw Alex Smith go to him deep, short when he's in trouble. Uh, He's kind of hurt a little bit of Travis Kelsey's value, I think, in the short passing game because he's just so solid with his hands. But it is tough to price him against the Philly uh, front seven that looked really, really strong last week. Uh, Gave Kirk Cousins fits. So at 14,700 in draft stars, I'm not as keen, but at Moneyball, I think he's an absolute lock. 
Yeah, so... Hang on, did you... Yeah, no. You said it correctly. I don't know. Yep. Uh, Draft Stars is... Pr- to me, he's priced out of it. Yes, he's going to get the usage and... especially. I mean, if he was the same price as last week, you'd lock oh, him in yep. every single lineup anyway. Um, yeah, Philadelphia's front seven is a different beast to what New England's was, but still at 6,300, it's... It's just pure volume and usage, yep. and he's going to get it again. Yep. You might see them take a slightly different approach to how they try to tackle uh, Phil- uh, Philadelphia. They're not going to try to run through the middle as much. I don't see them getting nah. any any success really through there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. Um, I'll I'll lead off by saying I'll I'll go with um I'll go with Terrence West. Terrence West has immediately become. Uh, a benefiter? Is that that's a word, right? A beneficiary. Beneficiary, of course. Out here. Damn. Uh yeah, Terrence West has become a beneficiary of Danny Woodhead's injury. Yep. So that is has made him the alpha dog. Yes, we've got uh Javarius. Javarius? I just say Buck Allen. Uh, so do I, but <laughs> those uh looking him up, it might say Javarius Allen, not Buck Allen, so yep, trying to true. give him the proper name. Um yeah. Terrence West is now the alpha dog in uh, Baltimore, and yep. I know that Cincinnati wasn't a defense to you know kind of really establish how good of a running game you have. Yep. But Terrence West should get a hefty chunk of volume in this, especially with uh, Flacco's backo playing up. <laughs> so well done. Price wise, he's priced only slightly higher than Kareem, and you know he's going up against Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, a, a team that pleasantly surprised in week one, yeah. but I think people are kind of falling in love with them a little bit too much. Yeah. I think they're... They're, I think they're a little bit overrated now. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. We're saying Cleveland is overrated going to week That felt two. like a preseason game for the Steelers. Like, Bell was his first game back in a while. Big Ben hadn't played too many snaps. I think that was just them finding their rhythm early, mm-hmm. and then they, then they just turned it on at will when they wanted to. Yeah, It also... Uh, I'm not sure this this doesn't I'm not directly applying this to Terrence West, but I feel like when a player knows that he doesn't have anyone behind him, like that's really gonna take carries off him straight away. Obviously if you fumble four times you're gonna get benched, but they run with a different sense of like ownership and, you know, worried about, you know, if I do fumble a ball, I'm still gonna get the next the next uh offensive snap, so I like that. You got you got anyone else you wanna mention? Yeah, I wanna mention two guys and we'll speak to uh Daryl, Data, Daryl, Daryl, Data, Daryl, Data, or Data, Daryl. We'll have to ask him what he prefers. Uh, but DD probably. Quiz Rogers for Tampa Bay against Chicago. Uh, obviously, no Doug Martin there. His price at Draft Stars is ridiculous. He's only seven thousand five hundred, but he's six thousand eight hundred on Moneyball. So when you're looking at Moneyball on Draft Stars, the price normally double. Yeah. Um. So it, only a like two hundred dollar discrepancy there is something definitely interesting to to speak to uh, uh Daryl about. Another guy is James White. Now, we mentioned Brady struggling last week. That was because they asked him to throw it deep a lot. Um, Hogan, Cooks, and Dorsett are all sort of deep and Emmadola. Not quite as great in the short range as Edelman is, and that's what where Edelman was so valuable and why Edelman is still so underrated as a player. Uh, so that's why Brady struggled a little bit because he's not always been... He's never been a, a great deep thrower. Um, he's always relied on the wide receiver making plays and tracking the ball like a lot of quarterbacks, throwing it deep. But I feel like James White's going to be heavily involved in the passing game now, and they'll use Gillisley and Burkhead, you know, rushing the ball. And I feel like James White's 
role as a passer is going to increase. I feel like he's going to be a, mitch, a mismatch similar to what Dalvin Cook was uh, against New Orleans. So I, I like his price on Moneyball at 5700 as a sneaky flex play at the running back position. Cool. Yep. Uh, move on to wide receivers. Sounds good, man. All right. So, yes, Minnesota played well in week one. And, you know, Saints offense is prolific. It, it scores high every single season. That's one thing you can hang your hat on that you know that the New Orleans Saints offense is going to be great and their defense is going to be putrid. It's, yep. it's been that way for as long as I can remember. But Antonio Brown's a different beast. And if you're going to pay up, if you're going to pay... It, it, it always seems that one of these elite wide receivers, not all of them, but one of them always goes off. you got to right? just pick the right it's week. Just, if you nail that one that week, along with you know another uh, middle-of-the-range wide receiver who scores a touchdown or whatever, you're, you're in good stead. And Antonio Brown, first game at home with the whole gang back for, for the last two years. So you've got Martavis, you've got Bell, you've got Brown, you've got Ben. Oh, I didn't realize there was that many Bs. There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, yeah, Minnesota is tough, but Antonio Brown—it's it, kind of he's just matchup proof, it seems, and he yeah. will just—he will score big no matter what. And I still—I think he is priced very, very, very highly on draft stars. He's eighteen thousand seven hundred, which is which is Huge. insane. So if you if you take the it's approach, three thousand dollars more than the next. Best player. Yeah. All right. So if you if you take the approach, you know, you get your Jaquiz Rogers and you go, say, James White, like you mentioned, or you go Terrence West, and then you've you know you find some of these cheaper play, uh, cheaper alternatives, and you roll out Antonio Brown. I don't think you'll be disappointed. No. Uh, Xavier Rhodes went off with some cramping issues and some injuries, and they've got a short week as well. Uh, so that's something to monitor. You got there. cramp now. Pardon? I said they've got cramp now. Trying to. Yeah, trying to Imagine him. trying to uh, cover Antonio Brown. There was a for play a with game. Brown had like three guys on him, and he's not even that big. He's five eight or whatever. Which is and the he's thing. Still like five ten, o- sorry, but still like. How yeah. does he previously, like previously, you look at the you look at the uh, the wide receiver cornerback matchups, and you see, all right, this height this height disadvantage for Brown surely must factor. It just it seems like nothing phases him, and he just, he'll out jump people, yeah. he'll run past people, nothing stops him. Uh, this week. We both have written down Larry Fitzgerald, and a part of that is uh, matchup. Obviously, I mentioned the, the matchup against Indianapolis. Part of that now is going to be an increased usage with David Johnson gone. David Johnson took a lot of passes, you know, in in the middle of the field between you know between the sticks, sort of short yardage area. I think Larry Fitzgerald's going to be a beneficiary of of no David Johnson. I think he'll see increased targets. Uh, and they'll be a little bit more creative with Fitzgerald as a way to move the chains and pick up first downs. Still, you're getting, I think, he's definitely a tier one wide receiver. I feel like he's a wide receiver one, but you're getting him at wide receiver two price here at 6500 on Moneyball and just 13400 on Draft Stars. Uh, I don't know if we're going to lock it up as our lock. Um, I do like it. Yeah, so Daryl di- disagrees with us. Uh, we'll get him on. He doesn't see it as a lock, but he does like the matchup based off... Uh, what he's written down here on our uh, yeah, on our don't show call notes. Mad scientist for nothing. No, that's right. So another wide receiver I really like is Tyreek Hill, and part of that is now matchup based purely on Ronald Darby being out. Um, do you have a corner that can cover the speed that Tyreek Hill does? Uh, because his speed when he goes to that next gear is is there's nothing else in the NFL quite like that that speed. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So this is this is the. 
I'm really interested to see the whole matchup between the Chiefs and Philly. I, I want to see... It's definitely one of the most best like, football... DFS side, best football games of the week. Yeah. Philly at Kansas City. Yeah. Well, you, you've... I look at it... I In fantasy preparation for season long, I loved Tyreek Hill. I think I had him 11-12 overall, which seemed to be too high, and I, I still thought I'd get him in the draft, and then I yep. didn't. But he is that player that Alex Smith if Blitzed can just, you know, drop this little short ball into Tyreek Hill, and I think he's going to... I think if that's the case, and he's Blitzed, and he tries to do this, you know, quick little slot pass to Tyreek Hill, he might struggle, because the linebackers for Philly are no uh, are no slouches. They're, they're quite fast linebacking calls. So I think they might have success there, but like you said, if, they, if he does run down the field, I think they might... It depends. They, if they put two safeties on him or they try to get linebacker cover and things like that, they might be able to do it, but it'll be tough. Yeah, I, uh, I'm big on uh, Tyreek Hill this week. Uh, what's another receiver you like? Uh, obviously, Fitzgerald was one we both like, but outside of Brown? All right, we spoke about uh, Tom Brady and possibly pairing him up with someone else. Yep. Are Hogan and Cooks, are their money b- ball price the same? Uh, let me have a look. I didn't get Cooks priced down. So um, yeah. On on he's, on draft stars, he Cooks is guy. significantly uh, more expensive than Hogan, and but Hogan has the potential to uh, be the the beneficiary. There yep. you go, the benefactor. I, I like Hogan on draft stars, and I like Cooks on Moneyball. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, yeah, of course, it makes sense. The discrepancy in Moneyball pricing is not that much. Seven thousand five hundred for Cooks is is really good value, and then for draft stars, only ten thousand seven hundred for Hogan. So I. I will be doing a few different lineups where I've got Brady Hogan and Brady Cooks. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bit that goes up. So this is the thing when it comes to the Patriots. With every, it seems with every posi- positional group except quarterback and tight end, yep. which <laughs> actually just leaves running back and wide receiver. <laughs> That's it, great. But, but it, you've got four running backs. You've got four wide receivers. Yes, Amendola is you know struggling with injury, but he went off. Yep, he still went off despite. Um, them being nearly nearly scoring half the points that the Chiefs did. So they, you know, Amendola still performed really well yeah. and put up decent fantasy Had scores. 100 yards. So if he plays, he could still well and truly come in and still that. on Moneyball. There yeah, it's, it's a rule it's a it's a roulette wheel with Belichick with the running backs and wide receivers. If yep. you can hit on the right matchup and and hope that other users have, have gone with a different approach, that's where you can, you know, win your money and be a, a real pod. Uh, that point of difference for you. Yeah, and see, but they they might also go with the uh, the different route and go with James White as like the slot receiver yeah. and just clean up. And I know that's not a pairing that Daryl suggested last week, and I'll talk to him about that. But Mad it's just a, a little bit of it. James White's more a more a true flex as a sort of running back rather than a wide receiver. Would it surprise you if Dion Lewis came out and played in the slot this week? No, that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> at all. Uh, all right, moving on to the tight end position. Austin Hooper was a guy that we were high on last week, and even though he only caught two passes, that's a good thing because I don't think he'll only catch two passes again in this matchup against Green Bay. Uh, we're expecting a lot of points. That The total set at 53.5. Landers expected to score 28 points by the, the Vegas uh, Lions and 25.5 for Green Bay. So there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, and even though he's not going to break off an 80-yard touchdown, Every week, he's going to get more catches and red zone targets and looks, and he's still only four thousand six hundred on Moneyball, ten uh, just under ten thousand on Draft Stars. But I like 
Austin Hooper this week. I'm still tempted to even do the stack with Matt Ryan. It didn't quite pay off last week with Ryan and, and Julio, but there's still potential there uh, for that Matt Ryan, uh, Austin Hooper stack. Yep. Um, I, I struggled with uh, tight end last, last week. I won't... Like you often do. Yeah. Um, Ew. However, I'll blame one. Cam Newton had a wide open Greg Olsen and just didn't throw it to him. Yep. Tom Brady threw an absolute laser into the hands of Gronkowski. Yes, he, you know, he was diving. Yep. But it was put on his palms, and Gronk has a reputation of catching everything. Yep. And when you have a reputation of catching everything, it's you should be catching every single disease. Yeah. STD. Should catch. You should catch that. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this week. I'm gonna go a little bit uh, uh, riskier. I think Kobe Fleener going into the season wasn't wasn't the wasn't looked upon as you know yeah. a quality fantasy more a streaming option in uh, season long and you know if you were desperate or something happened then you think about Kobe Fleener. I think most people would have gone into the season thinking you know Kobe Fleener's price will drop and then possibly he might be a, an option later on mm-hmm. in the season. But he seemed to be you know kind of a, not not a safety net but he he looked like a yeah. solid safe option for Drew Brees and I think he liked that. I think you got to cash in on the weeks that Willie Sneed's not there and the increased workload for Fleener. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, moving on to defense now, and we'll just rattle off these quickly before we get uh, Daryl on the phone. Uh, Baltimore against Cleveland, I really like. 4,700, we saw how good Baltimore were last week, shutting out Andy Dalton and that high-powered offense. Uh, and Seattle's defense against San Fran, um, I'm trying to see how many points San Fran can score, and I can't see too many coming uh, from Seattle. So if you do have top dollar left over, you know, it's worth the gamble on, on Seattle. Um, but they're the two I like. Cool. Um, I'll lead off by, I think it's going to be a popular choice, Arizona against the Colts. It's $5,000 on Moneyball, so you're, Moneyball, so you're, you're playing, you're paying quite a premium price, 7850 on, uh, Draft Stars, which seems to be, again, premium. Yep. But I think they're a lock if Tolzien plays. He's yep. an absolute lock. Um, you can, there are other options such as Cincinnati, um, who are going up against Houston, most likely against Deshaun Watson, unless you know there's a change of heart at the last second and they go back to Savage. I don't know. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's also another option. Perfect. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll get uh, Daryl on the phone. Hey, Wooten Wire listeners, are you always getting beaten by the pros on Moneyball and Draft Stars? It's time to level the playing field. Fantasy Insider has the best projections and tools in the game used and trusted by Australia's leading daily fantasy sports players. Get the edge and win some cash in your NFL contest this weekend with Fantasy Insider. Sign up for free right now at fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. Again, that's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. And uh, joining us on the line from Fantasy Insider is Data Daryl. That's what we've given you the nickname of. (laughs) Do you prefer Data Daryl or Daryl Data? Uh, let's go with Data Daryl. Yes, early points to why here. You led with that. I, I think if you would have led with Daryl Data. Hey, uh, look, I was a lawyer for six months. I know how to lead a witness. All right. And or do you like the mad scientist? I like that, to be honest. But that's implying that he's mad. I don't know about that. Uh, mad good. <laughs> Daryl, let's, um, let's look ahead to week two. Uh, last week, we spent some time discussing overall strategies for the year and, and, and playing DFS. And week one was a, was a strange one. We talked about some of our successes 
um, and failures last week. And uh, looking at the quarterback position, uh, is it wise to double down on that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, you know, uh, stack again this week? It didn't quite yield the results we wanted, but uh, the matchup on paper, given the, the high Vegas total and, and projected score, uh, it's always worth a, a, another roll of the dice. Yeah, I mean, the, I say the Ryan Julio Jones, I got told off last week pronouncing that Julio. Yeah. <laughs> the Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Julio Jones. Um, I think it's still an interesting one. Uh, yeah, it didn't go as we planned last week, but I mean, those two guys still have one of the highest correlations between a quarterback and a wide receiver. Um, the, as you say, there's a Pi Vegas total. I think Atlanta projected for 28 points, and it's also projected to be a fairly close game. Um, and Atlanta are kind of two and a half point favourites in it as we record this. So there's always, of course, the chance of overtime when you've got a close game, which you don't often get in um, when teams are projected to score highly. It's often a one-sided um, demolition job. So yeah, I think for me, when I was running the cruncher just now, there's still an awful lot of Ryan um, Julio Jones lineups coming out. Um, and I, yeah, I think I'd probably be targeting that again this week. Yeah, I, uh, worth mentioning as well that on Fantasy uh, Insider as well that you guys have um, team profile pages as well. Um, so that's always worth checking out where you can uh, click on a team and it shows you the position, the salary, the projection, their last five, the dollar per point uh, value, their opponent, and all sorts of information um, on all those. So teams. much information. It's crazy. Just... So it's an information yeah, it's overload. Kind of a... <laughs> it's a great, I think it's a great snapshot that page just of all the sort of the key stats um, in NFL, obviously, but also in other sports to look at sort of where which players do particularly well, what stadiums, which players do particularly well against opponents. And then if you click down into the individual player pages, you can see the top five players um, that correlate with that guy. So as I say, in the example of Matt Ryan, um, Julio Jones is one of those. Sorry, Julio Jones is one of those top <laughs> correlated players. Um, yeah. So basically what that means is that when Matt Ryan has a good game, Julio Jones has a good game. So when you're playing tournaments, you're going to want to have that combo. Yep. Good. There we go. That's just invaluable to people. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's so good. <sighs> uh, I'm going to be using that now. Week one's always tough, but now that we've got a little bit more information, a little bit knowledge about you know defenses and, and matchups, I think it's going to be a lot easier to uh, to win some cash. Uh, Josh, you mentioned, you know, we have talked about the Brady Breeze bowl uh in terms of having points uh i've gone the other way i like a, a philip rivers stack and that's something you don't necessarily disagree uh, are a fan of daryl uh yeah i think it probably wouldn't be one of my top stacks of the week i say it depends on how many lineups you're putting in if i was putting in 10 20 lineups then i probably definitely have it once or twice um but no it's not I'd say I think there's better options this week when you're looking at putting those kind of two, three-man stacks together. You hear that, why? One out of 20. Yeah, it's fine. It could be the one that wins. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, you've got to be different. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's different. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Philip Rivers. I know it's probably a bad lesson is to stop picking players you like, but, you know, I want to have fun while I'm playing this as well. I, I like a lot of bad players, so it probably yeah. doesn't bode well for no, me. Not, <laughs> not at all. Um, last the other interesting oh, things in yeah. those kind of matches, I think, in particular, is like if you think that's going to be devolve into a shootout, then you're going to have a lot more throwing towards the end of the game. Um, one team's trying to come back, one team's trying, then the other team's trying to come back, and that obviously leads to more touchdown, more scoring opportunities, more scoring for wide receivers. So I think it's completely viable to do something like um, have a stack of two. Um, so let's say you did the Matt Ryan Julio Jones stack to then include. 
have a couple of sort of Green Bay or one or one Green Bay wide receiver in there as well, yep. um, just on the basis that that's potentially how that game is going to um, be game planned over the long term. Yep. I do like that. Um, so l- last week we had Kareem Hunt, and we've got him uh, this week again as one of our plays. He mm-hmm. has his his price has increased. I mean, it's on draft stars. It seems to be too too much on Moneyball. He is still um, in the in the middle of the pack. It seems there's there's no one like that this week. Exactly. Um, you know, in in regards to say the four thousand dollar range on Moneyball, is there is there any cheapies like like a Kareem Hunt kind of that you're that you're viewing this week? Um, I th- like you said, there's nobody really at that really low price. Um, Jackie's Rogers on draft stars, I think, is seven thousand and fifty. Um, which I think is still crazily low. It works out to be something like six hundred and thirteen dollars a point, which is um, really cheap when you're looking at what uh, running backs. And I think it's a good example of kind of managing exposure. So he's the kind of guy you'd have lots of at uh, lots of at draft stars, whereas you then might have Kareem Hunt in your lineups at Moneyball. Yep. And so you kind of have exposure to both spread across the sites. Yeah, is that you just mentioned uh, Jaquiz Rogers is six hundred and thirteen dollars a point? Is that is that how you view nearly all your selections? I know I know you like the quarterback wide receiver pairing, but for for other positions, do you, is that how you kind of recommend viewing it, or do you uh, you know is yeah is that your approach? Uh, it's definitely part of it, yeah. So you, I always look to include a few of those value players, and then that gives you the space to put in a couple of premium price players who sort of have more of that consistency. And again, it depends on the type of tournament. If you're playing cash games, if you're playing so cash games being like the head-to-heads or the four, yeah. five, six-man tournaments, um, in those games, you really want to get the, that combination of value and premium. Uh, and definitely the dollars per point in those is more important because um, you've only got to beat four or five people or one person. Uh, I definitely agree with you. You know, spreading yourself across the two platforms with Jaquiz and Kareem Hunt. A, a cheapy I like is is James White this week, and I I know we're not a big fan of pairing a quarterback and a running back, but I don't really view James White as a running back, a, a traditional running back. Um, given what we saw from the the Pats last week, I honestly think we'll see James White get a a really heavy workload in the passing game and line up in the slot, and that's why I'm a fan mm. of him at Moneyball. Um, at that 5,700, I just think he could be a, a really reasonable play or even a flex play for you if you want to just add an extra New England player because we are expecting plenty of points in that game. Yeah, I think it's a perfectly viable option. I think we talked last week about sort of the um, running backs who have a role in the passing game being kind of a slight exception to that rule, and he's yeah. obviously a good example of that. Yeah. Cool. Um, our lock of the week. We've, we've we've labelled him in the lock of the week. We didn't we the, didn't go the too fantasy insider <laughs> lineup cruncher lock of the week lock of the week. We didn't go too well last week with uh, Julio uh, Julia Julia. Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But Larry up against the Colts. Uh, we we see that as a really good matchup. We no. know the Colts defense um, was horrendous in week one, and we don't see it improving. No David week... Johnson. Yeah, and then there's no David Johnson, so there's more targets to go around. So Larry Fitzgerald, in our eyes, in the Wooten Y eyes, looks like gold. Duh. What, how does he look in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's definitely a tier one player. I'm not sure I'd necessarily say he's a lock. Um, I say a lock for me, probably have, you have to have a quarterback who can pair with him. Um, 
if you're looking at potentially using him as a effectively a wide receiver two, wide receiver three flex type player, then he's probably too expensive. Um, so for me, it's yeah, he's not quite a lock. He'll probably feature in a couple of my lineups, but yeah, I say I have a hard time locking him in across a wide large a large number of lineups. Yeah, lineup crunches got him projected for uh, fifteen points on uh, draft stars, so it's not you know. Julio Jones is at twenty, so it's not that big when you're talking about the price difference. I don't, I don't mind. Yep. It. It's, uh, uh, Who knows? Palmer might explode. Yeah, Maybe. as in ex- <laughs> combust and just Pro- yeah. fall apart. Or <laughs> either way, I think game. it's definitely going to be either one. Yep. All right. Well, then we've talked about sort of Larry Fitz as our, our guy, and we've mentioned a few others. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams and uh, uh, Antonio Brown. What are some other players that you, you're looking at at the wide receiver position? Yeah, so in, um, Cooks is definitely one sixteen point one, Devontae Adams thirteen point seven, Jordy Nelson seventeen point three, and obviously there's a theme across those players. So yep. um I suspect I'll have quite a lot of involvement in that game. Um so watching that one closely. Um Doug Baldwin, I think sixteen, Ted Ginn twelve point nine, a few of that, a few of those kind of players. Yep. If you're playing cash games, so the head to heads again, um so that's where I probably would be looking more at Larry Fitzgerald, um, Britton Cooks, um, Landry, Tariq Hill, Jeremy Macklin. So they're kind of players that I picked out from the cruncher who have kind of a low bust percentage, um, meaning that there's very few games where they're going to completely collapse and completely wreck your lineup. They always have, they're always going to be contributing something. Yeah. I love the bust percentage. I just, I've, <laughs> I've found that so helpful. Um, and Macklin, I, we didn't mention him earlier, but he's someone I've I penciled in and then changed my mind and went with someone else in in the pod. Uh, the tight end position. I'm staying out of this. Tight end, yeah. Josh <laughs> is Josh is out on tight ends now. Like, Gronk really hurt him <laughs> last week with the drop touchdown pass. Uh, I hit on Austin Hooper last week, which uh, cashed me in a couple of lineups, which helped. But uh, yeah. this week, I'm not. I, I want to double down on Austin Hooper with Matt Ryan again. Um, I feel like it's a good matchup. Another guy I'm keeping an eye on is Jermaine Gresham, but then he's just $100 dearer than Austin Hooper, so why not just play Austin yeah. Hooper anyway? So I'm not really sure where to go with the tight end position, so we might need some uh, some <laughs> data from you, Daryl, to just give us some guidance. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind either of those. Um, tight end is a bit of a mess, really. Um, I saw Moneyball announced on their chat room earlier that they've added tight ends of the flex position. I, I, can't that, but I can't imagine actually... who would want to play one. Yeah, but I can't actually, when I click on flex, none of them come up. Actually, now they do. Earlier they weren't. <laughs> okay. I had to refresh yeah. it. It's, a de- it's definitely a bold strategy. Yeah. Um, it's probably not one that I'll take, considering I can't select one. <laughs> no, I struggle to get hit on one. So, yeah, yeah you're right there. Yeah, um, yeah I guess so. Jesse James... Um, Hmm. He comes at $833 a point, and this is the problem with tight ends, $833 a point, $1,000 a point, $980 a point. So you're just not getting the value there that you're getting at other positions. Um, so that you either have to go the route of putting a premium player in there, um, so Cache, um, Graham, Gronk, um, that kind of player in there, and sort of taking your lumps on the value, but assuring you're going to get something, or you're going to take a lottery ticket, essentially. Um, yep. So, yeah, Gresham, I'd say Gresham's one. Kobe Fleena, potentially, depending on what you think of the um, Colts quarterback situation and the chances of scoring points. Yeah, I'm um, not huge on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Touching at my heartstrings there, Daryl, it's not great. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Oh, I've always been a Colts fan. Oh, yeah, you're a Colts fan as well. There we go. Yeah, come. I used to play Madden and 
Peyton Manning oh, on Madden, Darryl. and that's kind of how I got into the NFL a there long time you ago. Go. Oh, Daryl, we're going to speak off air for hours about this because um, <laughs> that's very similar pathway to uh, to my love for the NFL. So that's great. Yep. Um, if only Dallas Clark could be in a lineup this week, um, I'd be all in. Um, but Jack Doyle <laughs> is someone that's kind of interesting as well. But I just if if Jacoby Brissett plays, but we'll wait and see. All right, moving on to defense, Josh. You're a little bit more keen on this. Uh, yeah, anything, anything that's not tight end, I seem keen on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know. Sorry, having a dig at both of you, but I do, I do like Arizona at Indianapolis, especially if they select uh, Scott Scott Tolzien, who I don't think they're going to go with. Jacoby Brissett is that the way? But even then, is he that much better? Like he is. He is a lot better, but he's still, <laughs> but he's still not. He's still not that much. Like do you know what I mean? It's still not like oh, avoid. He's going to in regards Arizona. to improving the team. No, but in regards to a single player, yes. So I think Arizona to me is a lock if they're uh, if Scott Tolzien is starting. I don't think he will, yeah. but I still think that there's not enough on offense and just. Team wide, Colts are de- depleted. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, uh, I, like, I like Baltimore this week against Cleveland. Um, I know it didn't quite work out for Pittsburgh last week, but Baltimore's such a much better defense uh, than Pittsburgh. Yeah, Ravens definitely my top pick um, in terms of defense. Um, I think Steelers are still a consideration. I think a more reasonable price at draft stars. Um, I don't mind any of the Seattle, Arizona, Cincinnati kind of defenses. Um, so you talk about the Colts quarterbacks. I think yeah, basically both replacement level players at best. So um, definitely open to Arizona there. Uh, Moneyball, Ravens, Cardinals, Steelers, Raiders. Again, it's just defense for me is such a lottery ticket, and um, we're still. I'm also still running our match projections, which has come as I think I said last week. It's kind of a big thing for me in defense. I'm just looking at kind of across our simulations of a game, which defences concede a few points most times, um, so looking at the distributions of scoring. Yep. So it could change a little bit, but I think in general, pick one of those and try and spread your risk amongst those different defences so if one gets killed, you're not dead in the water. Yeah. If one gets killed. Yep. It's very... <laughs> I know. I... I, I like Seattle's. It's just it is a, a lot to pay up front, but I just can't see San Fran scoring that that many points on the road uh, against you know this this defense that only held Aaron Rodgers to seventeen points. Uh, one last sort of topic before we finish: uh, Blake Bortles. Now he's a mm-hmm. he's a guy that when you hear his name, you you sort of shudder a little bit. Ugh. But you know, in terms of dollar per point, he's the most valuable by you know a little bit of a margin here this week. Uh, your Thoughts? Are you confident in playing Bortles, or are you still just because it's Blake Bortles you're avoiding? <laughs> I would say I'm confident. I was about to say, if you say you're confident, you're truly mad. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. can change the nickname then, but no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I'm confident. I probably will have a bit of exposure to him. Um, going up against players going up against Tampa Bay and Miami, a little bit interesting, right? They've had disruption, obviously, through the hurricane. Um, you don't know necessarily how much they've trained. Are they going to be rested? Are they going to be rusty? Um, so I think there's a little bit of uh, interest there. And Bortles, obviously, going up against Tampa is potentially that's sort of one aspect to consider, I think, there as well. Um, so I'll probably have him in a few of my lineups. I think he's, as you say, he comes up well on the cruncher. Um, but he is Blake Bortles, so you're always going to have to kind of take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, sweet. I, I just, I would never feel comfortable. 
but it could be a <laughs> I'd real pod. I'd hold my breath the whole weekend. He could be a real pod. Like, of course how he many could. people, apart from the mad scientists, how many people are playing like portals every week? No one. Exactly. Just the mad scientists. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of why I like the Rivers as well. With I'm just not like this. these Miami teams. A little bit disruption, but they are fresh. But at the same time, could they be rusty as well? It's always... It's a little bit of a lottery, but that's part of the fun uh, of playing yep. uh, DFS and, and playing Moneyball and playing Draft Stars. So, uh, we, any last questions for Data Daryl before we uh, before we finish? No, I think uh, I'm far more confident heading into this weekend than I was in um, in week one. I'm yep. I'm liking how I'm, you know. Yeah, a lot more information at hand this week. Uh, and and Daryl, before we let you go, any. Any final thoughts on on week two or or any of the results from week one? Uh, nothing in particular that comes to mind. I think it's going to be an interesting week. As you say, there's a lot more data to play with. There's more information on how teams are going to actually set up versus the preseason where you don't quite know what they're doing. Um, and obviously that just improves as things go. Um, the contests, I think, have held up pretty well this week. Um, 20K again at Draft Stars. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go um, and how many players they get in this week. And it's always an interesting thing as well. Like, if you happen to be awake at 3am, I think it is Australian time, the kickoff time. Um, I'm always keeping an eye on those tournaments. You want to see if they're going to overlay. You want to see if there's sort of free money going about. And if there's free money, you're going to dip more lineups in. But um, free hopefully, money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they'll keep filling them and we can grow the tournaments and we'll be at sort of $40,000 tournaments by the end of the year, not 20000 yeah, that's a dream scenario right there. And then suddenly, uh, you know, Fantasy Insider is going to become a, a, a even more valuable tool. And uh, as we said at the top, you can uh, check out Fantasy Insider by going to fantasyinsider.com.au slash Why They are Australia's leading daily fantasy sports information and tools, and they're a secret weapon to help you win money every single week. Daryl, thanks for joining us yet again. Good luck in week two. And uh, we'll we'll talk next week about how much money we've won or we've lost, <laughs> um, and uh, look ahead to uh, what should be a week three. We'll, we'll know everything we need to know about all thirty-two teams uh, this time next week. Yep, no worries, and yeah, great to speak to you, and look forward to the weekend's games, and look forward to chatting next week. Thanks, Mad Man. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootny.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at thisiswoot and at jynfl. Or you can follow the podcast at wootny.